This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. It's the Cleveland Guardian Fancast, and Tyler Griffith is, is with me this morning. I dragged him out of bed, made him talk to me today. Tyler, how's it going? Good. Our schedule's just been weird, and <laughs> I had my alarm set and then didn't get out of bed. So, but I'm here now. So that's all right. That's all right. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I know people people probably hear the morning in my voice sometimes when I do it first thing in the morning, uh, the podcast. So uh yeah well the world's in shambles tyler any thoughts on that i don't think anything that i say is anything different than anyone else has said i think there's just a lot of anger and sadness and a little bit of helplessness for most of us who don't have a lot of power to actuate change um and i I was thinking about this the other day that you'll see people on Twitter and you'll see a lot of like, you know, how could this happen or thoughts and prayers. And I was like, you know, thoughts and prayers are fine for like individuals who that's how they move past things. And I think that's fine. But when I see it from like elected officials who they are the ones who could actually do something about it, that's, that's frustrating because it's like, I don't have the power to make changes and change laws, but other people do. And it's, it's just it's just so frustrating because this is a thing that happens all the time and um if anyone follows the onion the satirical news site um every time something like this happens um they post one of their articles that says you know there's no way to prevent this says only country where this regularly happens and their page the other day was just filled with all of the versions that they've put out of that over the years and it just shows that yeah, I don't know what to do. And it's so frustrating that nothing's being done. And that's, you know, not the most fun way to start a Cleveland Guardians podcast. But I know that everyone is feeling these same things. So I hope people are getting the help they need, you know, talk with people, hug the ones you love, like be there for folks, because it's clear, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So yeah, well, I think it's important to say, even as we have fun and we will have fun today and we distract ourselves with the ridiculous sport of baseball, it's it's important to take a moment and say the important things. You know, I, and I got this morning just thinking about Dan McLaughlin's tweet yesterday, who does his does some writing, baseball writing and on Twitter, and he's his Twitter handle is very appropriate baseball crank because he is a crank, but he he just he just had the idea to get up in the morning and, and one day and tweet since columbine there's only been seven kids per year killed in school shootings which really isn't much compared to a lot of other threats just if that is your thought about this please rethink your life like michael jordan jiff stop get some help like yeah. Because what's the acceptable number? The acceptable number is zero. That's the acceptable number. If the number is above that, then we got a problem. Well, it's like uh, at the 
briefing or conference the other day in Texas, Governor Abbott was like, it could have been worse. And I'm just like, dude, that's not the response I mean, you should yeah, have. I, I can't believe like he should never hold elected office again in his life if you say something like that. That's unbelievable. All right. All right. Let's get back to where we were. Kiss, Mary cut with the Guardians roster. We played it with the uh, pitchers and talked about the players we wanted to kiss and good old Brian Shaw kissing a scratchy beard we talked about. So uh, the Kiss, Mary cut idea is who we just want to kind of see around for a little bit longer, who we're ready to sign for an extension today and cut, meaning we're ready to move on. It doesn't have to be right now per se, but by the end of the year, we're ready to move on from this person. All right, so just reading down through uh, the roster online, the next up for us is catchers, where, where I think it already gets interesting. So Austin Hedges, kiss, Mary cut. I mean, Hedges, I kiss, I suppose. Um, he's not the catcher you're going to build long-term. I think we've got, you know, Lavastida maybe, and then Bo Naylor, um, depending on when he gets up here. So Hedges is great for defense, but... I, I cannot spend multiple years on end watching him at the plate. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think that's the right answer. I'm going to say cut in the sense that I don't want to see him on the roster next year. And it might be a possibility. And I have to apologize to MLB feel it. The Austin hedges truther <laughs> who I've had on who loves Austin hedges, but I mean, it seems very clear to me that Austin hedges is a 40 to 50 WRC plus guy. That's five percentiles below average. That's it's just not playable. It's not mm -hmm. playable. So gotta cut him. But I know like with his luscious locks that so many would like <laughs> to kiss him. Uh so I get it. But uh Luke Maley. Probably cut. I mean, I recently, like his last 20 at bats or something, you'd think you'd extend him for a huge contract because been hitting out of his shoes but you look at the whole especially body and... considering how how he compares with hedges he got three singles the other yeah. day and we're all like hey sign him up yeah exactly um but he also um he also is bad at hitting um overall he's also older than austin hedges so it's not like he's gonna get any better anytime soon so yeah he's he's definitely on my gut list yeah, there's no reason to think he stays around long term. He's an, ex an, an interchangeable uh, backup catcher. Glad he's on the team, but you can probably find. So if they keep him, no big deal. But yeah, there's no reason to stay. He's got to stay. Uh, we talked about Yu Chang, who ended up on the roster since then. So we're on the same page with him. It's amazing that he hasn't got any at-bats over the past couple of days. So pretty sure he's getting cut pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Ernie Clement. See, have, I have like an irrational love of Ernie Clement because he's, as I've started collecting Guardians cards, he's one of the first autographed cards I've gotten. Um, but I mean, the, the middle infielders are going to be the hardest one because we've got so many of them. So Ernie Clement's probably going to be cut because um, even if you want to have him in a backup role, I think there's people who can probably do it better than he does. So sorry, Ernie, but you're getting cut. Yeah, that's a justifiable position. I'm going to go with Kiss in the sense of keep him around because I do think that Ernie Clement is just about perfect for a utility backup role because he's not good enough to be a starter. The issue with a lot of the middle infielders that the Guardians have to sort through is that a lot of them are probably good enough to be a major league starter. 
So the best way to maximize their value isn't to have them on your bench, but to trade them for other uh, pieces that you can, you know, get in your on your roster to help you out. So I'm going to say that it makes sense to keep Ernie Clement and uh, and keep him for that utility backup role. Andres Jimenez. I mean, he's he's broken out. You you got to marry Jimenez. Um, he's fantastic. And even if even if other players come up and usurp him from where he is now, he's a huge. You're gonna get a lot in a trade value for him. So for now, I mean, he's he should be our everyday starting shortstop. And it seems like Tito's kind of figured that out. But um, yeah, you, he's someone you can build around for sure. Yeah, I think I think that your position is the right position that really if you can extend Jimenez, you do it because he would have a lot of trade value at this point, even if he doesn't quite become the shortstop of your future. Somebody else will see him as a shortstop of their future. The asterisk here is that he's just not walking at all, and he's mm-hmm. got some issues with walking and striking out a lot. But I, I'm confident enough that he's going to figure that out. That I'm going to, I'm going to go with Mary as well. That we need to find a way to extend him because he's going to have that value at the right price. Um, so, and I do, I do think he will figure out how to walk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of a young player figuring things out. Owen Miller. One note before we move on to Owen Miller. Yeah, Jimenez um, not walking. He's basically got the stat line that I do when I play MLB The Show. Like my OBP <laughs> and my average are almost exactly the same because I don't take walks. Um, but when your average is up close to 300, it's like, is it? Eh, it's fine. But yeah, I hope he starts walking some more. So Owen Miller. Um, Owen Miller, um, again, it's he can play a lot of positions. So... I feel like he would be a good utility role, but he's also had like a breakout year. So you're not going to limit his bat to, you know, every few days. So um, he's 25. I'll say, I'll say kiss. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully on board with building around him and extending him super, you know, for a lot of years, but maybe. So, yeah, he's probably in the kiss category for me. I'm with you there. I, I think definitely he's like, keep him around. Or, you know, if the opportunity comes up for a, a trade that you want, he should be of somebody of good value. I think in the minors in this year, he's shown that he can at least be a starting second baseman for somebody. Question mm-hmm. is whether that's going to be that for us. And he might get some time in the outfield at some point this year as well. Um, he's he's struggled a little bit lately, but I think part of it is that he's not really a cleanup hitter and he's trying to fill that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also got some bad batting average and balls in play lately. So he's he's had a good good season. All right, this is gonna be tough. Jose Ramirez. I mean, I, th- I think I joked about it on the first one. Like, I'll leave Jose Ramirez, like I'll leave my wife for Jose Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> No, you got to keep Jose around forever. Um, the thought of him playing in another uniform is just heartbreaking, and we don't have to deal with that anymore. So, Mary. Oh, thank God. Thank God. No, I know. He's just, he just fills my life with joy all the time. That's the thing. That's like, you know, I, as a pastor, I do marriage counseling with people, and there's just so premarital counseling. And, you know, there's just, so, there's just such a good feeling when you see people that are just so delighted with each other and like they just, they just really like the other person, you know, 
And uh, that's how Cleveland fans should all feel about Jose Ramirez. He should bring you delight every day. Like the Astros series, for some stupid reason, the Astros were like, hey, let's pitch to Jose Ramirez. Why not? And like, that was just such a great decision on their part. I loved it. (laughs) Every game is just absolutely rocketing the ball over the field. Yeah, they even ta- decided to pitch him a pitch out over the plate, which is like, all right, please. <laughs> I was talking to my wife about his whole contract extension and what he said about like, you know, 200 million is the same as 300 million. It doesn't matter to me and all this stuff. And I was like, you don't understand how rare it is for a professional athlete to do something like that. Like he chose Cleveland and I don't know other athletes who have chosen Cleveland to the extent he has. So yeah, if you're a Cleveland fan and you ever badmouth Jose Ramirez, you are not a Cleveland fan because he's the best thing in this city at this point. 100%. I'm looking at, I, I'm just letting everybody know who's planning on saying, oh, maybe that extension was a mistake when seven years from now, Jose Ramirez experiences a little decline that I will come for you. I'll mm-hmm. come for you in every possible way. All right. Ahmed Rosario, what do you think about him? I mean, it's, this one, uh, <laughs> it's cut, Tyler. It's cut. No, it is. I was, I was just thinking, like, like, do I say kiss? But like, like, only like, you know, like a little peck on the cheek, just so we can <laughs> trade him. But like, because I do feel like he has value, and so I don't want to just like get rid of him. But yeah, I mean, I don't want him playing shortstop anymore so yes that my mindset i guess yes would be cut i think i think the key with him is that if our cut uh definition is by the end of the season he doesn't need to be on the 2023 roster completely support him playing in 2022 and if they can't find a trade partner for him this year trade him in the offseason but there's no way he should be on this team for 2023 mainly because he doesn't have enough pop in his bat to hit in left field so that's the best spot where he fits on this roster Mm -hmm. and it's not going to work. All right. Stephen Kwan. I mean, that's my guy. So I'm marrying Stephen Kwan. Like I know he's the league is adjusted to him a little bit. He's scuffled at the plate. Um, I trust he's going to bounce back. Um, he's still got an elite eye, which I mean, you can't, for me, I feel like that's one of the hardest things to develop once you get in the majors. So the fact that he already has it, like it's great. So yeah, I'm, I'm keeping Stephen Kwan around for a long time. Yeah, I, I think, too, honestly, if he was willing to sign an extension, you'd get him at a pretty good price right now, and that would be a good decision because he's going to have the on-base percentage to make it work, um, even as a fourth outfielder, so he'd have trade value. Um, I, I also believe he'll figure it out. He really just has to become more aggressive in, mm-hmm. in swinging at pitches that he can drive, and he showed he could do that in Columbus last year, so it's just bringing it to the majors, so give him and Valeka some time. They'll figure it out. It's frustrating, and I know people are getting frustrated with him, but uh, I'm pretty confident he's going to figure it out. Oscar Mercado. After the refresher with Ahmed Rosario, this makes this easier. So cut. Um, Yeah, he shouldn't be around next year. Um, He provides value, but I think we'll have other folks who can do the same thing. Yeah, and I'm of the position that we need to move on from Mercado as quickly as possible, not because I don't think that he has value as kind of a fifth outfielder, occasional pinch hitter against left-handed pitching, but because I also think we have a lot of guys in the minors who can probably fill that role, who may Mm -hmm. have more upside, and we now know who Oscar Mercado is. There's no more doubt about it. We know who he is, 
So I understand why he's here. You can't just like sap all your minor league depth and it might be possibly last the whole year, but no, absolutely shouldn't be on the roster by next year. Josh Naylor. I love Josh Naylor. He's great. Um, I want to keep him around because even if you take the baseball side of things out, like just his story from coming back from that injury is just so incredible. And it seems like he's, he's tapping into the power that we thought he had. And he's just such an energetic player. So it might not be the best baseball decision, but yeah, I would marry and keep him around because um, I think even if he's not cemented at first base, I think he can help out, you know, our, around the field so it you know he will play and just that excitement like after he hit those those eight rbis like i can't i can't get rid of that like he's he's so fun to watch so yeah oh, josh naylor. he really is yeah 100 mary josh naylor i'm i'm all the way in i've been in on him the whole time sometimes it's been more than my heart than my head mm -hmm. but uh he he right now he's showing that he's capable of taking walks which was the key with him like his eye at the plate is good we've all, always known that he just is able to hit bad pitches so the question mm -hmm. was will he stop swinging at some of those bad pitches and take more walks and he has so ultimately that means he's eventually gonna you know put up some good numbers and hit some home runs when he swings at the good pitches yeah. so yeah i i think he would be in my top three guys that I'd want to extend this off season, honestly. And he, and he wears number 22, which was Jason Kipnis, who was my favorite player. So apparently the, apparently the heart, and soul, yeah, the heart and soul of the team has to wear 22, I guess, because that's, that's who I feel like Naylor is. Well, besides Ramirez, but mm -hmm. um, both of them really kind of, and, and Miles Straw. I mean, I think Miles Straw, I guess, yeah, let's just go to Miles Straw. He's already been married by the Guardians, mm -hmm. and it makes total sense to me. Like, he can be frustrating at times mm -hmm. to watch at the plate, but I think ultimately you know what you're going to get from him. He's going to have a pretty good on-base percentage. He's not going to provide you much, much slugging, but he's going to steal bases. He's going to play absolutely top-of-the-line defense, mm -hmm. and you just can't go wrong with him. So, Yeah, same. And as a center fielder, you can you can stomach – a little bit lesser of a bat with him and he's even got a good bat he's been struggling a little bit but yeah i mean i'll keep my straw around the guardians already did so we have a center fielder for the next several years which is fantastic given where our outfield started earlier this year yeah it's the same thing with kwan straw just needs to drive a few more pitches here and there and, and I, I think he can he's a young guy he's still got a chance to kind of figure that out um, yeah, but the on-base percentage keeps him okay. It, I mean, ultimately, I think he probably would be better in, towards the bottom of the order. Um, but on our team, he's a, he's a leadoff hitter now, and that makes sense. All right, finally, Fran Mill Reyes. I was looking at the players. I'm like, this is going to be the hardest one. Um, I'm so torn on Reyes. Like, we've seen what he can do, but, like, he looks like he's struggling worse than he's struggled ever. And like I watch him and I'm like, I don't even know what, to, what to do with him. Um, I know recently he had, um, he had an at bat that was a really good at bat and the umpire screwed him. Um, I think you tweeted about it, Quincy, um, that he like laid off a pitch low and outside and he did what he was supposed to do and then got called out on it. So maybe he's turning the corner. Um, but you also need a power bat. Like 
and the Guardians lack power right now. We've got power coming up in the minors, so like we might be able to replace him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go kiss for Reyes. I I think he's fun to watch when he struggles. He struggles, but I do think he fills a need on the team now that we don't have an immediate replacement for. I don't think he's someone that you're going to sign for multiple years on end, but I do think that he can be a stopgap for some of the other players that are going to come up through the system that'll have power that can kind of rotate into DH. Cause that's the other thing he, I mean, you can play him in right field, but you don't really want to. So he doesn't have a lot of defensive benefits. So it's hard to say that I would extend him too much further um, just because of all that. So I would, I would go kiss. I'm with you. I'm with you. This season, I would have been entering the season. I would have married and said, Hey, let's extend him. But it, it kind of seems like we should hold off on that for now. I'm still a believer. I still mm-hmm. think that he's going to figure it out. And by the end of the season, maybe this will change into Mary, but it's very hard right now to say you'd want to do anything more other than keep him around and hope that he figures things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, if I was like, you remember how Carlos Santana used to kiss Tito on his bald head yeah. before every game. That's what I just like to do. Not that Framel Reyes is bald, but I just like to take the little little teddy bear, big teddy bear Framel Reyes and just give him a comforting kiss on the forehead and say, it's okay, big guy. You're going to figure this out. Don't let the umpires get to you. It'll be okay. And uh, so hopefully, you know, Jose or Tito or somebody's doing that for him. Yeah, it would it would have to be the teddy bear for me because he's a foot taller than I am. <laughs> I mean, he's a foot taller just about everybody, I think. All right. Well, well, thank you, Tyler. We'll see you later. Take care, Quincy. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.